0: On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay
1: Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast? I'm your host for today's episode, David Harrison. James Yarko has the episode off. Find me on Twitter at D 82 Find James at Jarko underscore Bucks. Find the show at Locked On Bucks and find. the BucksNation.com on Twitter at Bucs underscore Nation. Of course, that is where James and I do all of our writing covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. On today's episode, we're going to talk about some news. We've got some Bruce Arians clips as he met with the media uh, just recently. And then we it's it's Would You Rather Wednesday, and we've got one uh, from Mr. Yarko's own son, Beckett. So we're going to get to that at the end of today's episode. But like I said, we've got some news coming out today. And the biggest news coming out on Tuesday is that the NFL has confirmed and has, has voted and has solidified that they will be having a 17-game regular season per a, a press release from the NFL. Quote, NFL clubs today approved at a virtual league meeting an enhanced season structure that begins in 2021 will feature each team playing 17 regular season games and three preseason games for the first time. The NFL-NFLPA collective bargaining agreement signed in March of 2020 enables the league with the approval of the union and its players to enhance the regular season with a move to 17 games, providing fans an extra week of regular season NFL action. That decision was confirmed today, this coming out on Tuesday, marking the first change to the season structure since the 1978 campaign ushered in an era of 16 regular season and four preseason games. It follows the March 18th announcement of long-term media distribution agreements, providing fans greater access to NFL games than ever before. End quote from the press release. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell did have a statement saying, quote, this is a monumental moment in NFL history. The CBA with the players and the recently completed media agreements provide the foundation for us to enhance the quality of the NFL experience for our fans. And one of the benefits of each team playing 17 regular season games is the ability for us to continue to grow our game around the world. End quote. The 17th game will feature teams from opposing conferences that finished in the same place within their division, as James mentioned on yesterday's episode when this was just reportedly in the works, quote-unquote. I'm air-quoting as I say that, but you can't see that because this is a podcast. Um, So the NFC South is playing the AFC South. Since Tampa Bay Buccaneers finished second in the division, but first in the NFL. Still, they finished second in the division. They will play the AFC South second-place finishing team, which, of course, is the Indianapolis Colts. They will play them in Indianapolis. AFC hosting all of the games this year. Next year, it'll be the NFC hosting the games. So this coming season, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will have nine road games and eight home games. 2022-2023 season, they will have nine home games, eight road games along in, in that also in that press conference uh, announcing the 17 game regular season the NFL also announced the official playing dates and times uh the schedule at uh, the actual full game schedule will be put out later on of course in the off season but the the regular season will kick off this year 2021 will kick off on Thursday night September 9th and the regular season will end January 9th so now everybody will be playing January football from now on this year it happened as well week 17 happening happening in January. But that's just kind of a, usually is, is kind of a one-off. But now will become a fairly regular thing that we see teams, NFL teams, playing into January because of the extension of the regular season. As of right now, the 2022 Pro Bowl will be played on Sunday, February 6th, in Las Vegas, and uh, Super Bowl 56 will happen at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles on Sunday, February 13th, 2022. So Valentine's Day weekend A lot of you will probably be spending or celebrating Valentine's Day that we get. Hopefully, if you are in a Buccaneers-friendly couple, uh, you can celebrate with another Buccaneers Super Bowl win. So with that, we now have all of the matchups, all the teams locked in that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will have in the 2021 season as they try to repeat as Super Bowl champions. Of course, they're going to play the Falcons twice, Panthers twice, and the New Orleans Saints twice, but they're also going to host the Buffalo Bills, Chicago Bears, Dallas Cowboys, Miami Dolphins, New York Giants and then they will visit the Indianapolis Colts like we just said the Los Angeles Rams getting to test drive SoFi Stadium a little bit they will visit the New England Patriots Uh, they'll also visit the New York Jets the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington football team in the upcoming season Bruce Arians like like I mentioned in the opening of the show did talk to media on Tuesday and of course with the release of this new schedule, the 17 game schedule, he was also asked about that situation. And uh, just because I didn't add, mention it, I know James mentioned it yesterday, but yes, confirming there are three preseason games coming up this season. So three preseason games, 17 regular season games, and then uh, four play playoff rounds, as, as it were, uh, depending on where your team lands in that and whether or not they play all four of them, of course. But here is Bruce Arians being asked about the schedule shift and about the preseason shift and his answer to the media on Tuesday.
0: Hey, Bruce. Um, should the NFL approve a 17th game? I'm curious, how would you change off season and in season workouts to protect player health? Uh, probably wouldn't change anything in the off season. Um, you know, we, we limit the number of snaps we get uh, once we once we get into preseason games. But I think depending on your open date, now, if you have an early open date and on a 17 game schedule, that's going to be a grind in December. Um, I would hope. Last year I didn't like having a week thirteen one, but I'd probably I'd probably rather have a week ten to thirteen open date with a seventeen game schedule. And then you limit once you get to Thanksgiving, you start limiting the number of snaps on the practice field as far as full speed versus walkthrough. Um, you should be ready to go by then. Um and not have to physically go out there and do as much. We did that last year, cutting back some reps in practice and uh but um uh, yeah, it's it's uh, It'll be different.
1: All right, guys, once again, that was head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Bruce Arians, asking, answering that that question about the new uh, 17-game schedule uh, having been approved now and what he plans on changing uh, in light of that schedule. That question, of course, coming from WTSP 10 Tampa Bay's own Grace Remington. And it's good to hear that Coach Arians says not a lot is going to change. We're going to talk about that a little bit more on the other side of this break. Today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast is also brought to you by Built Bar Madness. And we are in the flavorful four with cookies and cream, cookie dough chunk, mint brownie, and coconut brownie chunk, making it to the final four, the flavorful four of Bill Bar Madness, where we are so close to finding out who the ultimate winner is going to be in today's matchup for you guys is mint brownie versus coconut brownie chunk. For me, guys, it's mint brownie. That's the goat. That's like the Duke or the North Carolina of Bill Bars for me personally. So mint brownie getting my vote, heading on to the, cha- the championship of built bar madness. If you want to get in on the action cast your vote, just head over to built or head over to at bar underscore built on Twitter. And remember while you're at billbar.com use the promo code LOCK 15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order of the best tasting protein bar. You will ever try. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're amazing tasting and they're all covered in 100% chocolate on every single built bar. Again, that's promo code lock 15 to get 15% off your next order. billbar.com Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar of them all. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Back now for segment two here at the Locked On Bucks podcast, David Harrison going solo. James Yarko off for today's episode, but you can still find him over on Twitter, at jarko underscore bucks. Find me at D Harrison 82 And, of course, find the show. At Locked On Bucks over there on Twitter. And we closed out segment one with a quote from Bruce Arians during his press conference with uh, local media members on Tuesday, talking about that 17 game schedule, talking about how he doesn't expect the workouts and kind of the train up to the regular season to really shift all that much. And I think Bruce is probably talking more about like intensity and kind of how they attack it and how they go after it. But I'm looking at the way they play these games. And, and, and I think the biggest thing that's maybe, I don't know if it's not getting talked about enough. Cause I don't hear all the chatter out there, but I wanted to make sure we touch on the loss of this fourth preseason game because I think when you're talking about losing that fourth preseason game guys you're also losing a little bit of the opportunity for some of these guys like Adam Humphreys you're looking at some of the lost opportunities for guys like Cam Bray I look over the New York Giants and guys like Victor Cruz and what they were able to do during training camp and preseason games to really stand out and kind of carve out their spot in the National Football League and this is just one fewer chance now there's still opportunities and there's going to be chances for guys so I think the shift in this really is going to become where the team that kind of signs the undrafted free agent or brings in the lesser-known guy off the street, they're going to have a much bigger advantage in knowing who these guys are versus other NFL teams because other NFL teams, usually you have three games worth of film. I mean, not maybe the entire game, but usually your starters play like the first quarter, maybe maybe less depending on your team, maybe a little bit more. But generally speaking about the first quarter, in the second game you play like the first half, and the third game it's considered your dress rehearsal, right? And starters usually play, not usually the entire game necessarily, but at least most of the game in that third game and then the fourth game it's really all backup players all depth players it's all guys looking to prove themselves in the national football league and i'm just curious to kind of see how the shift is going to work here in the nfl in the first year and then as we get on down the line because i think the the the, the most obvious logic is going to be that the second game is going to become your dress rehearsal right Your third game is going to become the game where your depth players, your undrafted free agents, your guys trying to prove themselves, get out there and put the most film down for their other NFL teams to see as well as the one they're playing for. And that first game, I don't know. Are you only going to do one quarter? Like, are you going to go from one quarter in the first game with your starters to a full game in the second game? Cause I don't think you want to play a full game in the third and then go into the offs into the, into the regular season, but there is a little bit of a gap there. So it's going to be interesting to see how teams kind of negotiate uh, the change in the preseason um, you know, maybe I'm a little bit more interested than in some people are, but I do think it's interesting because again, I look at the Adam Humphreys of the world, the Cam of the world, the Victor Cruises of the world, just to name a few among other a uh, many a plethora of other undrafted free agents and unknown guys that made money for themselves in the preseason. And I look at that that opportunity is is now going to be shrunk down a little bit, and, and it's going to be really significant to for these guys to make plays when they have the opportunity in the truncated preseason. But before we get to the preseason, guys, of course, we've got to talk. NFL draft. we got to get to the NFL draft and the Buccaneers are in a very unique situation James Yarko uh, of this show obviously talked about how the Buccaneers don't have any needs. You know they brought back all 22 starters from the Super Bowl team they brought back all 22 starters from the beginning of the season so no matter how you look at it all 22 starters are back for this 2021 NFL season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and as much as Bruce Arians is, is preaching to these guys that the 2021 Buccaneers haven't done anything. Everything that was accomplished was done by the 2020 Buccaneers this is a new team, it still opens up the door for possibilities in the NFL draft. One of those doors that James wants to keep open is the running back position. Bruce Arians was asked about the running back position, how it pertains to the NFL draft during his media session on Tuesday. Let's listen in on that answer.
0: Hey, B.A., uh, congratulations on getting all 22 guys back uh, from the Super Bowl team. That's quite a feat. Um, I want to ask you about one of them, Leonard Fournette, you re-signed, and I know you got Ronald Jones, so... That's a pretty good start of a running back position, as you know. But I'm just curious, both those guys would be in the final years of their contracts. Um, would that preclude you from, uh, from addressing the running back position early on if that turned out to be the best player at that spot? Yeah, probably not. You know, the right, This year, going into this draft, is probably going to be the best player available. Probably in yeah. every round. You know, um, can't really say I've ever gone into a draft um, not having a need. Right. You know, a drastic need <laughs> but uh you know so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun because there's gonna be so many guys available so it's just you know the beauty pageant part of our throwing who we like this corner better than that back or this defensive end so uh and how much can they help us on special teams right away uh so it, yeah so yeah, that that part of it it won't change
1: all right guys once again that is Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians talking about running backs and the NFL draft asked by Rick Stroud at the Tampa Bay Times uh, and and a topic that James and I have been having behind the scenes and of course one that he had on the show yesterday and then one we're going to have obviously again today because Rick obviously asking the exact same question. In fact, that was Rick's very first question of the media session. So it kind of shows you just how much it's weighing on people's minds. Maybe not so much the Buccaneers themselves. We'll see, but at least on the media members minds and our minds alike. And you know, uh, Najee Harris is a popular name, but a lot of people think that he's going to go early, earlier rather in the first round than the Buccaneers are picking at the very last pick of the first round, of course. Uh, Travis Etienne is another popular name out of Clemson. Javante Williams out out of the University of North Carolina. I think if any of those three players, Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, and Javante Williams are on the board when the Buccaneers come up at 32, it's going to be really hard not to get one of those guys because like Rick said, like James said on yesterday's episode, going into the 2022 NFL season, right now the Buccaneers have one running back under contract for next year, and that is... Keyshawn Vaughn, the the rookie last year who really didn't show a whole lot, but he did show a little bit in in times, especially that Detroit game showed quite a bit there, but you really don't want to go into your next season having having Keyshawn Vaughn being your only running back available. Um, Obviously, it's not going to be how they enter the season, but drafting a guy here in the first round the the common three theme around the national football league is that you don't really want to pay running backs so unless ronald jones kind of turns into one of the top two or three running backs in the nfl overnight uh you're probably not going to look to pay him too much leonard fournette is in the kind of the same boat we already saw this off season. he kind of went out uh you know flirting with other teams trying to see what deals were out there came back home eventually to the tampa bay buccaneers because of the deal they were willing to give him you draft a guy now, you get him for five years. Really, you get him for six years. And when you look at it, yes, a franchise tag is fairly expensive. But if that if that running back, whether it's Harris, whether it's ETN, whether it's Williams, or even another running back that maybe the Buccaneers like more than those three guys, you're not going to pay if he turns out to be one of the best running backs in the National Football League. Pay him that franchise tag year, that sixth season. You're not going to pay him as much as you would if you had to renegotiate a new contract. So really, you draft this guy in 2021, you've got him through 2027. And then you can make a decision. Are you going to pay the guy, depending on how your team is outlined all that stuff? But you have a solid running back. Uh, My favorite would be Najee Harris. I think my second would be Javante Williams. And my third would be Travis Etienne. Not because of in a vacuum. I think in a vacuum you rearrange that. But for what the Buccaneers need this year and then also moving forward, I I like Najee Harris, uh, Javante Williams, and Travis Etienne in that order for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and with that take that some of you may or may not agree with and if you don't agree with it find me on Twitter at dharrison82 or the Locked On Bucks podcast at Locked On Bucks. but first we're going to talk a little bit about betonline.ag because betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to get all your bets in on all your sports action whether it's football games NBA games college basketball hockey baseball coming up uh, betonline.ag even has you cover for awards TV shows and reality TV. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Betonline.ag even has you covered for all the new scores and odds you need. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Use your mobile device or use your computer to sign up and when you do make your first deposit, use a promo code locked on and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on that deposit. Again, that's promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft host Trevor Suckema and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Back now here for segment three of the Locked On Bucks podcast here on this Wednesday for you. And we're going to hear from head coach Bruce Arians one more time before we get into Would You Rather Wednesday? Hey Bruce, with this free agent class as a whole, you've obviously spoken very confidently uh, about
0: where their asses were or weren't going ever since the Super Bowl. Um, but, but to
1: pull it off, to have this many guys back, what do you think? Obviously, you guys are seen as a winner, as a, as a place that guys want to stay. But lots of champs are like that and don't get to keep everybody. Why do you think you've been different?
0: well I think there's a number of factors i i think they they all know the culture and uh and and love the culture um they're all getting paid they're all getting paid so that part is they ain't nobody coming back cheap you know what i mean uh but you know it's a great organization um we obviously have a team that that should be uh in the hunt again and uh But I think the camaraderie of that football team, what they went through together with the pandemic and everything else, um, there's a bond that starts and it's hard to break that bond. And uh, I think they all want to play for each other.
1: Bruce, uh, the one position I do want to ask you about is receiver. Um, I know you guys have talked with Antonio Brown. There's a couple outside options as well. How quickly do you see um,
0: that getting answered and, and figured out here with you guys? Yeah. I would, you know, I, it's going to take our time and, uh, you know, there's offers out there and, um, we'll see how it goes. Okay, thanks.
1: Bruce. You bet. All right. So one last time for today's episode, that was Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach, Bruce Arians coming to you via media sessions on Tuesday with local media members, not coming to you via YouTube the way he did on the loose cannons podcast. Shout out to those guys for doing a great job there and landing an amazing guest. Uh, It was a great show. If you haven't already seen it, go check out the loose cannons podcast on YouTube uh, with Bruce Arians. I don't know how you missed it. if If you have so far, but do yourself a favor and go check that out. But a couple of interesting things there, guys, from what Bruce Arians talked about and he talked about, and we're gonna kind of work backwards actually. Greg Om and talking about the wide receiver position and and you know Antonio Brown and kind of what they're doing there. And James actually sent me on Tuesday afternoon this this screenshot of this tweet coming from Dove Climate. I'm not sure if I'm saying that name right to be to be completely honest with you, but who tweeted out the Buccaneers have made multiple contract offers to free agent Antonio Brown, just waiting to see if he'll accept. And and listen, guys, I'm Some of you have already heard kind of my take on Antonio Brown, and some of you kind of probably already know where I'm going to go with this. But as far as I'm concerned, if Antonio Brown is taking his time uh, to answer the Buccaneers on whether or not he wants to return for another run at a Super Bowl title uh, after everything that he has been through and honestly put other teams through, during his most recent part of his career. If I'm the Buccaneers, I'm putting a clock on this. Now, there was a speculation, not a report so much, but some speculation from a site that likes to speculate a lot. Uh, and we and we speculate a little bit on the show, so I'm not going to, you know, dog on him too much for it. But uh, I digress that – Perhaps with Shaquille Barrett, the Buccaneers put a clock on Shaquille Barrett and said, you have till X time on the first day of open negotiation to agree to terms with us or else we're moving on and we're going to find your replacement elsewhere. I think that's preposterous. I don't think that's what happened. I don't think that's how the Buccaneers approached uh, one of their most valuable players. And honestly, I don't think Shaquille Barrett is the kind of guy that responds kindly to stuff like that. So I really don't see that as being a thing, Uh, but I digress from that as well. But if I were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and it's Antonio Brown, I absolutely put a clock on this. Now I don't know when these offers were made. You know, again, it's just reported they made multiple contract offers. The fact that Antonio Brown's gotten multiple offers from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, unless those offers are trickling downward, he should feel so blessed because this is a team that has already taken him and helped him get back on his feet in the NFL when not a lot of teams would touch him. And it was it was a media fire, it was a PR firestorm that the Buccaneers kind of had to uh, had to kind of go through. And then to have the team kind of lose right there shortly after, not because of a B by any means, but still just a very bad stretch of press for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that they withstood because of you know, and we all kind of assumed that in large part it was based on the vouching of uh, Tom Brady, you know, on behalf of Antonio Brown. Uh, for that all that to happen, then for Antonio Brown to finally get a Super Bowl ring uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then now he's he's mulling it over. Like unless he's mulling over retirement versus playing. I don't understand what the problem is. If you're Antonio Brown, you've got an NFL team that is favored to win the Super Bowl. Why? Because they just won the Super Bowl with all 22 members that they're bringing back to this team. So they have a very good chance of returning to the Super Bowl this year. You're getting that opportunity to play with them for them, and they know your history and they know who you are coming into the situation. And you don't have to worry about proving yourself over again or where you just come in, do the same thing you did for the last eight weeks. Uh, last 12 weeks really of the NFL season last year and you're going to be good to go I don't understand why you're not jumping on this anywhere else you go it's a new PR firestorm it's all the same questions over again and it's a whole new locker room you got to prove yourself to a whole new coaching staff you got to prove yourself to I don't see what the problem is if I'm the Buccaneers I give him till probably I don't know 5 p.m eastern time on Thursday to agree to terms, or we're moving on. And we're either going to look at the draft and we're going to look at guys like Kadarius Tony, who I know one of our our Twitter followers is going to be very happy to hear me mention his name as a possibility, or the plethora of other players, Elijah Moore from Ole Misses out there, the plethora of other players that do what Antonio Brown does, and some of them might even do it better than he does at this stage in his career. I absolutely put a clock on AB if I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The other part of that, of course, Bruce Arians talking about culture and the winning culture and these guys fighting for each other and playing for each other. Again, that kind of goes into what I was just talking about, about AB uh, being part of the group, being part of that culture. But we have to remember, this isn't the first time the Buccaneers put together a Super Bowl winning team uh, they've done this before to build the culture. You talk about teams like the Patriots, you talk about the Dallas Cowboys, you talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, even when they're low. I mean, the, the Patriots haven't really been super low so far. I mean, you know, this one year doesn't really count as being super low. We'll see what happens this season. But even when the Dallas Cowboys are kind of struggling, right? Even when the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't maybe the most dominant team in the national football, you always seem to hear top free agents being interested in going there. Why? Because of culture. Why? Because of sustained Success, And I think that's what the Buccaneers need right now as a franchise. They've got the Super Bowl. They already have one other Super Bowl. But what they didn't have following that Super Bowl, if you go back to our conversation with Derek Brooks, he kind of talked about this, is they didn't have sustained success. Now they have the opportunity to put two seasons back-to-back, had that sustained success. A lot of that's going to be attributed to Tom Brady. So if they bring him back again for the next year, if he decides to come back and play again, and he plays in pewter and red, you have that third season. Eventually, it just kind of becomes a thing where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers logo and, and, the, and what, they, what they embody kind of agrees with success. That's how you build that culture. That's how you keep getting winners in the building. So we'll see if the Buccaneers can kind of get that rolling. We're not talking dynasty like the Kansas City Chiefs are trying to talk uh, heading into the Super Bowl, but we are talking about potentially putting some consistent winning, stacking winning seasons, right? Bruce Arians always talks about stacking wins in season. Now let's see if this franchise can start stacking winning seasons to build a winning franchise Aura around them to continue this culture. But now to wrap up today's episode, we're going to get into some would you rathers. And we're going to start off with James Yarko's own son Beckett, who asked, Would we rather be punched in the face by Hulk or hit in the face with Thor's hammer? And I'm going to make this answer real simple. I would rather get punched in the face by Hulk because at least it's fleshy, right? Thor's hammer is is all steel or vibranium. I don't know what it's actually made of, so forgive me. But Thor's hammer is it's solid you know what I'm saying like there's not any give in that thing whereas Hulk's fist I mean it's it's you're getting demolished no matter what happens And if you're just a regular human you're being killed you know what I mean so I guess it really doesn't matter a whole lot but at least there's a little bit of give in there so if you survive the impact the impact is going to be softened a little bit I suppose I don't know that's the best way I can answer that question I guess and for our next uh, would you rather we're actually going to turn to someone new? That's that's their screen name on Twitter who asked, would you rather have Jadavian Clowney or Will Golston? He says me, or he or she, I guess, says me, Will Golston all day, every day. Dude is legit. Uh, I think that's one million percent. Uh, there's a lot of zeros there. So it's either one thousand percent or ten thousand or one million percent. A lot of percent is he he would have Will Golston over uh, Jadavian Clowney and, and listen at the time of the screenshot. So would Lawrence Morada? Murata. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly, uh, but he liked the tweet, so I assume uh, that he would also go Will Golson. And for me, I'm also going to go Will Golson. Look, Jamie Clowney has not kind; of, he's been good. Don't get me wrong, and he's he's a solid guy, and you know he's he's worth you know some of the some of the money that he earns, but he hasn't been what everybody expected him to be, and maybe it's and maybe it's the fact that he had such high expectations that he kind of kind of never really live up to them whereas Will Golston came in with lower expectations so he's he's been able to surpass them i don't know whatever it is uh, for whatever reason whether it's you know recency bias or or just the fact that i've been covering will golston for you know these last 7 years going into 7 years i would take will golston i would keep will golston versus jettisoning him and bringing in David and Clowney. So those two questions for Would You Rather Wednesday. We appreciate it, guys. And with that, I'm going to get out of here. James and I will be back tomorrow. James will probably answer those Would You Rathers himself. If you've got answers for the Would You Rathers, by all means, let us know on Twitter at JRCo underscore Bucks at harrison 82 at LockedOnBucs. Please go back and find everything that James and I have been writing about your Tampa Bay Buccaneers over at BucksNation.com and at Bucs underscore Nation on Twitter. You can also find us. We're starting to matriculate a little bit, trying to trickle out there a little bit. James had one go up just recently over at the WTSP 10 Tampa Bay website. Go over there and find it. You'll find some of our written work over there as well and some links to the podcast and occasional videos when they're breaking up news. Expanding our reach in the media world, guys. And it's all thanks to you, our listeners. And we greatly appreciate you. Until we talk again, please figure out about it, Be safe. Be kind to one another. Wash your hands. Thank you so much for joining me right here at Locked On Bucks.